Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. You are now tuned in to the mother of uh, greatest. Yes. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are back. We are back, y'all. We were taking a little little busy moment, but that's okay because you know your girls are less chatter back. <laughs> Yes, 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 Leash, we needed that, but don't think that we weren't doing anything because the grass don't grow under our feet. We were so busy, so, so busy, but it's always good to be on the air, Leash. I miss talking to you, girl. Uh, We're going to have a good time tonight. (laughs) My time has been so crazy. When I say it's been crazy, my mind, everything, I'm just all over the place. (laughs) But uh, we appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us, Um, and... Tune in. Shout out to every all the people on the replays. Our replays are popping. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. We appreciate y'all. I looked, I was like, wow, okay. The replays is popping. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Lisa, that knows that shows that we are always on, even when we're not on. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, today is, you know, we always talk about this on the show, though, but today is, topic is forward movement, and we got two fabulous guests uh, that are going to come in, and they're both talking about forward movement. Uh, We got Mm -hmm. the fantastic, I call him the hardest working man (laughs) in literature. Author Omar Tyree, y'all know he old school pen. He is a seasoned author. We ain't not talking books today. 
he's talking about the screen play for Fly Girl. And so he's going to come in here at 745 and talk that talk with us about all the things that he got going on. I was excited to be, you know, mm-hmm. be able to get him tonight, and I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate all of the authors, you know. I appreciate my Rolodex. I appreciate being able to pick up my telephone, not have to send an email, but I can pick up my telephone and I can call some fabulous authors. And I just want to tell them that I appreciate y'all so much um, for all Mm -hmm. that you guys pour into me. And when I call, you never tell me no. I appreciate all that y'all do in supporting the show. Tony and I both appreciate y'all. So I talked to him today. Yep, I talked to him today. Um, I called him, and he was actually on his way to an interview with Angela Yee. And um, he said, but I can do it. I got an event. He got an event at 9 o'clock, so he in and out team. But uh, he said, I'm going to do it right between. And so I appreciate Uh him for taking time out because you got an event, you got something going on, you had something going on, and you decided to fit your girls in. So we appreciate you, Mr. Tyree, for that. Absolutely. And, least you know, it's not just authors that you're able to reach out to. And uh, we always seem to get them in the middle on their way to an important event. We've had actors coming in and uh, right in the, in the limo, right before they go on the red carpet, giving Alicia and I uh-huh. a couple of minutes of their precious time. So we so appreciate each and every one that has come through the doors of us chat. And um, you can't, you 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 know, you, you just have to appreciate it. And, and it's not easy. And those relationships are developed over the years that we've been on the show. And like we said, we so appreciate you as well as our listeners that tune in to listen to us, you know, because without you guys, there would be no us. So we truly appreciate everyone that supports the ladies of Let's Chat. Absolutely, absolutely. And the next fabulous author that we have is a new author. Her name is uh, Jinx Lanier. Um, She's doing her new book. Make sure y'all check my page out. I believe it comes out um, soon, if it's not out already. Um, And, you know, we love new authors because that is a forward movement. That is a new move. Uh, in in your mindset, in your business mind, in your personal mind, uh, in your creativity, because you have mm-hmm. decided to make certain moves on your own, and that's always a forward movement. And so we appreciate the new authors that always want to grace us with their presence because we know that they have nowhere to go but up, and we appreciate that they come in here and share their experiences and drop jewels. You have a lot of new authors that always come in and drop jewels, things that they've experienced, Mm -hmm. things that they haven't experienced, um, writing jewels, all of that. So we appreciate that. we got a hot, hot show today. We appreciate y'all for hanging with us. Absolutely. 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 And you know, you know you know what I like, Reese, when we have young authors and seasoned authors. Because you can talking about forward movement, you can see the growth and as well as the forward movement that our seasoned authors have come since they were mm-hmm. new authors. And and then they learn from each other, whether it's old jewels or new jewels. Jewels are jewels nonetheless. So we love getting that mix. You know, mm-hmm. of, of seasoned and new, and it's always, like you said, it's always a time to learn from anyone. So um, I love our shows when we have those those type of uh, guests on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with the fabulous Jinx Lanier. 
running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Carries your motherfucker, now pay attention. Uh-huh. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get paid, dug into my last place. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine, homie, I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit, the only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane. Nigga, crazy and I'm cool, cold Split personality, I don't know who's who Screws loose, so watch what you say to me I will snap out, I'm a New York Jersey nigga But now I wanna run the south It's not where you from, nigga It's where the fuck you at So I switch that NY and flip it to a brave Running up the check, running up the check Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat Better come correct, gotta get respect I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit hey. First off, you don't know who you fucking with right. That nigga KJ here bust quick Better watch what you say when you run your lips He's crazy in the range, you don't give a uh-huh. shit Pop heels, that boy is so That's ill right. Disrespecting, you get killed Slip in like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches I wear sleep hype, yeah hey. You don't wonder what the kid from Jersey is Better pray to the Lord for some mercy uh-huh. Cause when I come, I come with fire Stop putting on your rap shoe lighter You ain't never do a bitch, you a bitch, nigga You be lying in your rap shoe, ain't rich, nigga uh-huh. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga Woo. I run up in your motherfucking grip, nigga I kill you, kill you, kill you And leave no witnesses no. And write a book about uh-huh. it Like OJ Simpson did uh-huh. I'm a Savage nigga, uh-huh. I am out of my mind right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and right. I'm on my grind nigga, so don't you waste my time And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the line I see you haters nigga, I hear you haters talking You gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin I'm about my paper, I'm about my thriller, I'm counting figures I seen the cross in your eyes, that's why you switch nigga Oh you a bitch nigga, I'm counting chips nigga You keep on chasing ass, I'm getting rich nigga Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck, stepping on they neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I'm not born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afro pick. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit, hey. of emergency. <laughs> bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to bitches, do? I'm sorry. Bitches, bitches, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Corporate hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business. 24 struggles. On the block hustle. Crooked cop hustle. No sleep in these streets. 24 struggles. On the stroll hustle. Tricking John hustle. Working the pole. That's your goal. 24 struggles. Counterfeit hustle. Politics hustle. Overbooked hustle, writing books hustle, in, in, in the 
with your pen, 24 
it's it's amazing how time flies. And as long as you're doing and following your dreams, following your passion and on the right path, your movement should always be forward. Absolutely. You mean a year ago. You mean five years ago. (laughs) We started, we used to only do our show, first of all, it was farther back than that because I used to do uh, what's um, under that author, and I used to do it in the Writing Royalty uh, group on Facebook, and I did that every Friday before we started doing Real Raw Radio. And then it got hectic because I was doing stuff for the radio, and I couldn't, you know, it, it got a lot to be doing both. So I said, T, mm-hmm. I asked her if she wants to do it on the radio with me, and we can only do it once a month at first. And then once a month, went to twice a week. At one point in time, it was three times a week, but that was too much. But uh, we, we, we we doing it. We doing it. We are. We are. And I'm enjoying it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'll see you guys next month uh, in Detroit. We'll be at that Hustle and Grind uh, excited, excited. Make sure you guys are checking Facebook. Check out these events that are coming up, all of these book events. There's tons of book events this year. I want to say the last uh, year or two, there's been more book events. Like there's uh, two events in Atlanta new. Uh, one is in September. Then, you know, you got the Atlanta kickback. Um, so they're popping up, and I'm happy to see it because I remember in literature we didn't move around as much. You know, it wasn't a lot going on. But now you got Miami, you got Ohio, you got Detroit, you got Virginia. So I'm excited on what's going on in literature. You got Texas, California. It's just they're just popping up everywhere. So I'm excited about everything that's going on in literature. We rock, y'all rock. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so truly. You know, we got to take less chat on the West Coast, girl. That would be so exciting. Um, I know. I, you know, you, you, you're naming all the places. Leisha and I, you know, we, we do a little travel. Leisha stays in front of the camera. I try to stay in the background, but she be dragging me into front of the hey. camera. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. You got to move that out. brand. You got to move that brand. You got to move that brand. But, you know, Felicia... <laughs> Uh, Bradshaw has said something about me coming and and doing something in California, and um, Uh I don't know. I I, I get busy sometimes because I got a lot of things that I'm I'm putting together, and so I have to. I know my mind doesn't start work, stop working. It's always moving, and so I have to be careful that I'm not just piling stuff up. I got to make sure I'm knocking them down too. But we're gonna get there. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We got our first fabulous guest in the chat room, Jen. I keep wanting to call her Jessica because that's her name, but it's a genetic linear. She's going to come in here and talk that talk about her freshman release. Welcome to the chat room. Hi, it's Jinx Linear. <laughs> Jinx Linear. All right. See, I, her, I want to call her her name. So I was like, well, what? I had to just, you know, prepare her name up, so I had to be clear on what it was. <laughs> Welcome to the chat room. We're excited to have you with us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So for all of those that aren't aware of your work, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey because you have a unique journey as far as what re- what has brought you into being an author. Yes, um, I do. Actually, um, I've always loved writing. Writing was 
something that got me through my depression, through everything. And um, I actually was pushing my manuscripts of this particular book called Poetic Testimony for five years. And I went through two publishing companies. It just wasn't for me. And I started writing. I got with um, a friend named uh, Jish J. Warner. She's also an author as well, as well as a publisher. And she helped me learn to self-publish. And so I, it really just happened in like two weeks. I was waiting five years for this to happen, and it happened in two weeks. I had my book signing just a couple of weeks ago. And pretty much uh, Poetic Testimony is about a girl named Andrea. She is a teenager, and she becomes a stripper, and she has a love for writing. And so soon after that, she becomes a mother, and she's just trying to look for love within and bad relationship and bad relationship. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you you guys just have to read it. It's a good read. Uh-huh. All right. Sounds like life in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And also it is oh also it's a part of a series called uh the DSGG series. And so actually I'm dropping my next book May thirtieth called Nova's Tango. All right now. You know, we book bougie here on, on Let's Chat, so titles are important to Alicia and I. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Covers and titles. We always say that's part of the, the eye candy. You know, our readers are visual people, um, and so the eye candy is really important. The cover, the title, the way your name sits on the cover, the t- uh, the way the title appears on the cover, um, all of that, the synopsis, and then that just brings people to the content. So, yeah, you got to be a little book boost. You got to be, be into that uh, that eye candy. And so those titles are, are really, they really do scream by me, which your title's got to do that. So you're right on the right track. You're right on the right track. Now tell everybody, when you decided to sit down and write, what was going on in Jinx's world? Well, what was going on in Jinx's world was I had just gotten married. Um, I just had a miscarriage. And it was just a lot of stuff going on, and I just thought that I, I just thought that maybe this story, even some of it's real, some of it's not, this story could help someone get through that. And I've actually had feedback that it actually helped. And I've always been a girl that grew up in the hood, and I didn't want to be there. And there were so many people around me that wanted that life, and. I was just like, well, you can have it. So Mm -hmm. Andrea is somebody that is in that life, but she works her way out of it like I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, this is Tony um, Jinks. When you you sat down to to write this book, how much of your background, how much of your, um, you know, your backstory is a part of of Andrea's story? Well, um, I would say because I used to be a stripper, so it was that, and I started stripping at a very, very young age and mm-hmm. making money and just pretty much rebelling, and I feel like that was a big thing because people don't know this. In Atlanta, a lot of girls, 15 and 16, 17, they're out there stripping. All you got to do is forge some paperwork, and some of the times, if you look the age, they do not care. 
And mm. these women are tricking. These women are, you know, and they end up in bad situations. And thankfully, mm-hmm. thank God, I didn't end up in a bad situation like that where, mm-hmm. you know, it became a trafficking thing or anything like that. But I I pride myself on being a role model to younger girls. Mm-hmm. And if I could have been a role model to myself, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. I know that's right. This is still Tony Jinx, and um, with that being said, um, what do you draw from that to keep your story authentic, so someone can can actually read and say, okay, I can I can see myself doing this, or yeah, this is really real. You know, how how do you maintain the authenticity of your story? I write, and I I be honest, I write what I know. I don't sit up here and write anything that I don't know anything about because it's very transparent when people do. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I do. I write what I know and what I see and what I understand. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what yeah. helps to keep it real. Now, with that, also with that being said, uh, this is still Tony. You know, people tell us we sound so much alike, so we try to identify ourselves when we're talking. Okay. But, but with that being said, did you come across any challenges when you were writing? And if you did, how did you overcome them? Not more so with writing, because writing came very natural to me, but Mm -hmm. it was more so going through the process of publishing with uh, publishing companies and realizing that I just wasn't a fit for them and how they do things. Mm-hmm. I think that was what it was. It, it was that was more my big challenge and feeling like uh, less of a person for not wanting to do what they wanted me to do. But at the end of the day, it's my story. And if people mm-hmm. buy it, at the end of the day, it's off my bucket list. And that was mm-hmm. my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that, things, um, because that's so important. And as a new author, you know, sometimes you go into the industry not realizing or not even um, understanding the, the importance of choosing a publishing company. And that you said at the top of your interview, you had, you had uh, previously gone to two. Now tell us how important is it and what have you learned as far as choosing the correct publishing company that's going to, you know, put you out there in your best light? Well, I decided to self-publish so I can do what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I I have a lot of poetry in this book. This My main character, Andre, she is a writer. So it, mm-hmm. it is, I do a lot of poetry, a lot of transitions using the form of poetry, her writing in her journal, a lot of that. And one um, particular publisher told me to take it all out, and that was the development of my character. So I feel, I just felt like that was something that I had to do on my own because if one person told me to take it out, I knew that I wanted to be true to myself and didn't want to go by anybody else's rules. Mm. Okay, so you learned from the things that you didn't want to incorporate into you and your style, and you made it your own. Absolutely. And that's so important. You know, you got to be true to yourself, and and that's pretty much the topic of our show tonight, which is forward movement. Now, how would you um, put yourself into our topic as far as forward movement and all that you've learned in um, in your literary journey thus far? 
Well, forward movement, I think more so forward movement, just not in my literary um, career. I would think I do that every day. I mentor every day at the Boys and Girls Club, which I actually been doing that since I was 16. So I'm on year 10 of that. Ooh, and congrats. I thank you, thank you. And it's it is powerful because actually I have a lot of my children. Well, my mentees, they're graduating high school right now, and I feel so old. But I feel <laughs> like yeah, I do. I'm only 26, but I just feel old. But they're telling me. Oh, well, you know, you inspired me to want to stay in school. You did this, you did that. And I see a lot of my mentees in college, and I'm like, okay, well, they, it, it's really time for me to go back to college. So I'm actually in college. I'm trying to become a RN at the moment. And mm-hmm. I feel like that, as far as my forward movement, with that is just pretty much making each generation better than the last, making everything better than the way I grew up. And mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with depression alone. You don't have to deal with any problems alone. Just come talk to somebody. Come talk to the right somebody. But that's mm-hmm. my forward movement is to make mm-hmm. life better for the generation coming up. Mm-hmm. Now, this is still Tony Jinx. Um, you know, and I'm glad you said that because not only – does it apply to literature? It applies to life. And I and it sounds like for the last 10 years, you've been contributing to our youth and establishing um, their foundation for their forward movement. So that's so important. Girl, don't feel, oh, you keep going forward and doing what you're doing because that's important work. It may seem menial to some, some others, but it's important because the youth are our future. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so. That is so. Uh, now, tell us, what do you do when you're not writing and you're not mentoring? Uh, what What does Jinx like to do on a, on a, a typical day off? Well, I'm a stay at home wife, and mm-hmm. um, with no children, so it kind of feels a little redundant because I don't really. I'm here by myself, but I write. Well, if I don't, if I'm not writing, I'm making cheese cakes, I'm making desserts, and, you know, my friends come over and test them out, and um, also, I'm in school for nursing, and that's that's pretty much what I do in my part-time and mentor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds yeah. like you keep a busy schedule whether you're writing or not. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, tell us, what can we expect a little bit more, just delve into a little bit more of your debut novel and uh, uh, just just kind of let our listeners know the, the style of pen that you possess. Um, I a lot of Ebonics in my work, mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that I do have. But I think my thing is it's not always a happy ending, but you take something, you take a lesson from it, and I think that's something. It's just, you know, because you see the character doing trial and error as well. It's not just one minute everything is all good and then the next minute something goes bad and then somebody scoops up and helps them and it's, you know, everything's good again. It's You see them going mm-hmm. ups and downs and ups and downs and it might end on a down, but you're like, you know what, if this book continues, I know that they're going to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. But you know something, Jane? This is still Tony. Sometimes okay. the books that are the that are not pretty much, oh, I know what it's going to end like, are the best. Those are the books that stay with you 
because I'm an avid reader and I have read tons of books and the books that I thought were going to end one way, I can recount right now because it just took me for a, a stunner. You know, those are the type of stories that stay with you. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the expected ending. Sometimes you got to mix it up and and have them coming back for more and see if that character is going to appear in another book down the road. Absolutely. Oh, that's why this is a part of the BSGG series. So a lot of my characters repeat themselves in different books, and it's kind of around the same time frame. And you just get mm-hmm. to know some of the characters, and it's it's a pretty awesome read. Awesome, Absolutely. in my opinion. <laughs> now, when you sat down mm-hmm. to write your books, I know that you put some. Um, there's a lot of liter- a lot of poetry in your work, um, but are yes. your are your books character driven, or where you have the characters that are really driving it, or how 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 did you set that up to be able to rotate through the book so that it flows for the reader? Um, could you rephrase the question? So when you have a character driven book, that means you have characters that make the book pop, even though okay. and by you writing literature or poetry into your books, you're combining the two. So how did you organize the book uh, so that it flows? Did you make your characters pop stronger so that it will flow with the um, poetry that you have inside of your books? How did you do that? Well, it is very character-driven, but most of the poetry is coming from the main character, and I feel like it helps you see the transition in her writing as well as who she is as a person because I feel like poetry is a way to express yourself. Some people can foretell the future in in their poetry, and some people can just tell about their past, and you just see the growth. It helps you see the growth in the main character, and I feel like, yes, some of the other characters, yes, it does pop with them, but I feel like the poetry is the biggest thing to make the whole thing pop. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. Now, I don't know if you, you've listened to our show before, but we do. We like to do something fun. We like to be able to share the creativity uh, of our guests with the listeners of the show. Um, so T, T don't always, she's going to give you some props, and you're going to take okay. those props and you're going to put them into a, a live excerpt. And you can take the you can take it any direction you want, any genre, however you want. And if you want to turn it into um, some poetry, you can do that too. Okay. You ready, T? Because I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But things first of all, thank you so much for joining Alicia and I here on Let's Chat this evening and and sharing your journey with us and uh, your ten years of mentor. Congratulations on that once again. Um, but Alicia test on something, and I was actually thinking along the lines of poetry. I'm going to give you three props, and I want you to have Andrea, I think she's your lead character, right? Yeah. Uh, Speak it into um, your genre, and you can do it any kind of way, and uh, the three props tonight are going to be some some red thigh-high boots, Okay. a a chainsaw, and a raincoat. Okay. Now okay. you just give us a, a a fierce poem with those those props and uh, just just drill our listening audience. 
Okay, okay, I'm on this spot, but okay, hold on. Red thigh, high boots, a chainsaw, and what was the last one? Uh, a raincoat. Okay, raincoat. <laughs> okay, you guys have to bear with me. I'm not, I, I'm not really on the spot, but okay. Okay. <laughs> As I slip on my red thigh, high boots, I realize that he is a chainsaw to my very existence. I come to him and I see him. He slips on that raincoat and I say, are you ready? And he gives it all to me. And I fit him like a glove, but everything that we're together, it feels like we're in love, but I know that he is not the love of my life, but not the one, but twice the bullshit of the others and it just seems like he is the one in this moment and this moment is life and I guess that's all I got <laughs> that's all I got I can't do it that was good that was good I love the way you put that he was the chainsaw of my I was like whoa <laughs> that was very creative that was good to be a new author, a lot of times they get nervous when they have to do something mm-hmm. live like that, but you did it off the dome, so that was awesome. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons Lisa and I do this, because it just shows how your creative juices flow, and it just flows naturally, and you don't even realize that you have it within you to do what you just did. See? Oh, thank you. Now, before you leave out the chat room, make sure you shout out all of your social media, any events that you're going to be going to, uh, and when everybody can get your books. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm Jinx Lanier. I'm on Instagram at Jinx, uh, authors Jinx Lanier, um, and uh, you can find me on Facebook under Jessica Lanier, and um, I... I'm looking for events to go to, so uh, please shout me out. I liked you guys' page, so please shout me out if there's any uh, events in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll be happy to go to. And Absolutely. Anything else? There's, there's the uh, Atlanta <laughs> kickback, which is in July. Mm-hmm. Um, K.R. Uh, Brinkston. Uh, Bankston. Uh, Bankston. <laughs> she, uh <laughs> They have an event coming up in September that's going to be in Atlanta as well. I want to say that they are still looking for authors. Okay. Okay. I think that's the uh, literary evolution. I want to say that they're still looking for authors. If I see it on my page, I think think you're right, Leash. We'll tag you just so you can uh, know, but make sure you follow us because we'll always share an event and, and letting people know, you know, where they can go out and meet various authors. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think they mm-hmm. are joining us tonight, learn more about the literary evolution, welcoming our authors and vendors to this ex- inclusive event. Yeah? Okay. And that was on the 9th. That was a couple of days ago. I think they still have some... Um, spots available, and it's always good to do events to get yourself out there and just kind of uh, mix and mingle with the, the readers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and one thing I wanted to uh, point out, my book is on is on sale, Poetic Testimony, it is on sale on Amazon right now. So please awesome. go get that. 
and my newest well, my new book is about to drop May thirtieth. Go Novus Tango, please get that. All right, drop those links, guys. Get those one clips going. Well, thank you so much once again, James, for joining Alicia and I tonight here on Lift Chat. And you are always welcome back. This is your home, so let us know when you want to come in and just chat it up, and we'll make it happen. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Same here. You have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That was good, Leash. I loved her. Um, mm-hmm. She seemed so calm to be a new author, and she was she's on sweet. with everything that she's mm-hmm. spoke on. <laughs> yeah, she's sweet. Mm-hmm. And very creative. She is sweet and very creative. Yeah. Well, y'all know what y'all know what time it is up in here, y'all. We got the. I always call him the hardest working man in literature. Oh, he's not on here yet. Where'd he, he go? Was just there. He must. He was just there. Mister. Oh, my Tyreek. Mhm. I call it's him the hardest back. working man in literature because this man not only does he write books, he does uh, music. He's a publisher. He's just all all around um, a mm-hmm. great author. Um, he's always welcoming to to authors. He's always dropping knowledge about the literary world. He's been mm-hmm. in the literary world since the start. So we're excited that he's able to come in and kick it with us on today. Hey, Mr. Tyree, how with are the, you? With the, uh, yeah, how you guys doing, man? I'm I'm rolling down from New York. I was just on a podcast show from Angie Yee that, that's on that uh, Breakfast Club show. So I'm rolling around, man. I got a birthday party coming up in Philadelphia for Sunday, and I'm just doing it, man, and showing the energy of a 20-year-old, and I'm turning 50, so I just got it. <laughs> well, happy birthday. When is your birthday? April the 15th, uh, but I'm having a party on the 14th, so I turn 50 at midnight, so we're going to stop the music and say happy birthday to me or whatever. Okay, okay. Right. My birthday was the second. My birthday was last week. All right, Aries Power. Aries that's Aries. right, that's right. <laughs> All right, tap it down, tap it down. It's Capricorn Nation up in here. <laughs> but but y'all, know, but y'all know Taurus is really the best, so the bull is full. Don't let me talk about that bull. Don't even get me started, Mr. Old Matari. <laughs> no, this no, this, um, this is uh this Celine Vanderpump. I'm with Omar. This Celine Vanderpump. Yeah, with. yeah, he's a promoter up in Philadelphia that's with me. So I got uh, I got okay, someone to let me do my interview. Yeah, y'all only got twenty minutes. Thirty minutes. Okay. <laughs> Celine Celine that right, he's extra yeah, he's extra social. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, welcome, 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 Celine. We welcome you to the chat room. So you got to let us know yes. what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen because I always call you the hardest working man in literature around these parts. I've always said that. Yeah. Uh, but you got a lot going on. So come on, let us know what you've been cooking up. Well, I put out the Fly Girl screenplay that I wrote in December, and Hollywood mm-hmm. was too busy to even read it. And so I said, you know what, dude, I'm not going through another five years of this because I took five years trying to wait for them to write the screenplay, which they didn't do. So I said, I'm taking it right to the people. So I published a screenplay as an ebook on Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles, and then iBooks, Fly Girl, the epic screenplay by Omar Tyree. It has 
fancy-looking blue cover design, and it also has uh, 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 them two earrings with the Tracy on it. So I'm all in, man, to go ahead and, and make this thing pop. And I'm going right to the people so I can have as much control as possible over the film. Uh, so I'm going all in to making movies now. It's, 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 that's where it's, I have to be now. i got to make it happen. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So when you sat yeah, down so to I'm write doing the screenplay, everything. go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. The screenplay is, is actually, people think it's the same as the book. It's not because you only got a couple of hours with a screenplay where the book is 400 pages, of course. So with the screenplay, I don't do all that early stuff from the book. It's only from ages 15 to 17, which is the primary years of her teen years in the 1980s. And so I go right after the jugular, and I intensify a lot of the conversations, a lot of the scenes to make it more mature and more in your face for a screenplay. And I've done that at excellent results because I know all the characters. I know the city, and I know the 1980s era, which I came from. And so I made it as tight as you can make it, and no Hollywood screenplay writer would have done a better job. So I'm very proud of the job that I have on it. Mm. Absolutely. Now, yeah. did you have to do anything extra to sit down and write the screenplay? Did you have to take any courses, or you just went on and made it happen? Yeah, I just went on and made it happen. You know what I mean? Because when they didn't make it happen, I'm looking at it like, yo, man, I'm sitting on empty time, and I want to get in this film thing, so let me go ahead and write it myself. And then once I mm-hmm. wrote it, man, I shared it with some test readers, and they all understood that it was off the chart. I tightened it up. I'm going to tighten it up again, uh, but I like what I have, and it's the structure that we definitely want to use and definitely want to utilize for an excellent movie. And so I'm ready to rock mm-hmm. and roll with it, and then uh, Hollywood will have to get behind me because uh, I'm not giving up this process now. I love what I've done. Absolutely. Yeah. And what was that writing process like? Sorry, T. Because when you write mm-hmm. a book, you, you're, you're detailed. You get to expand and move around. How was that writing process for you, um, putting kind of tightening everything up into um, the screenplay the screenplay. Form? Well, you know, I've been writing screenplays for a few years, and then I did a meeting in Washington, D.C. with the group, and they gave me what they call coverage, where they actually read your screenplay and tell you what things are slacking. And they did that with another uh, screenplay I had called Broken Sexy. And so once I saw that coverage of what things were important in screenplays to have, I was able to move on to a second and third screenplay and then write Fly Girl with that expertise now. And so, yeah, you have to make every scene count. You got to make sure that, uh, you got all the characters worked in there, everything makes sense, and it got to be sharp. Everything got to be meaningful because you don't have time to waste anything when you're dealing with a couple of hours. And so everything has to be intensified, and that's why I made the Fly Girl screenplay more intense than the book because you only have a couple of hours. And so, yeah, you just have to understand that you don't have 400 pages in a screenplay. You know, you have anywhere from 100 pages to 150. You know, now I still mm-hmm. have to cut mine down but it's an epic screenplay, an epic movie, so it's still going to be 160, which is a, uh, two hours and 40 minutes because there's just so much stuff to cover in it. It's such an excellent story. So now I'm trying to get some of the Hollywood experts to figure out what they would like to cut down because the story's that tight, that's incredible. But all the people reading it, they can get all of it, all the ideas that I have for the film, whether we cut it out or not later on. 
So now you can get all of that from Amazon, from Barnes and Nobles, or from iBooks on the ebook form, the Epic Screenplay by Omar Tyree. Absolutely. So is this a new? Is yep. this going to be your 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 forward movement? That's our topic for today: forward movement. Um, yeah. Is this gonna? Are you gonna do more screenplays after this? That's it. I'm already doing screenplays. I got eight screenplays ready to roll right now. I'm, I'm tightening up a screenplay called American Fosse, which is a romantic mm-hmm. comedy for the Jamaican community. I'm finishing. I'm already talking to investors and uh, people with soundtrack. I got soundtrack stuff for that. So I got, yeah, plenty of screenplays ready to go. And then I want to write another screenplay for Cardi B, who wants to get into the movie game. And so, yeah, I'm going to start writing screenplays now. So I have to force myself into this game to make sure I'm just not writing screenplays and not getting things done. So, yeah, this is it now because books are not creating the type of uh, 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 audience that we used to have. You know what I mean? So now I have to be all in on screenplays. Otherwise, I don't know where my career has left to go now if people are not going to read books. Right. I definitely understand that. Now, are you gonna put it on? Are you gonna put it on Netflix? Because you know Netflix is the new thing. Oh, no, a lot of not authors at all. have. I like I like okay. movie movies. I'm not messing with. Everybody brags about Netflix. I want you to go to the movies. I want to do a 25 city tour, uh, including 10 international cities. So there's no way in the world that I want to be on Netflix. This is big movie thing. I'm, I'm not doing all this work for Netflix, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. no, nah, everybody mm-hmm. else can get excited for Netflix. I'm excited for big films. That's what I'm working on. Absolutely. And I tell people all the time, I said, if we had all our black films on television and cable and no films at the movies, would you guys like that? You know what I mean? I ask everybody that because, you know, right now we're getting a little Netflix crazy. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm not. I don't want mine on Netflix. I want mine in the real deal. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm all about movies, and my projects are big like that. I don't have a whole bunch of little small projects. Fly Girl is a gigantic property that started all the urban books. So if anything deserves to be on the big screen, it's Fly Girl, and I understand that. And I'm not going to cut myself short by doing something that you know is less than. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had your choice yep. of cast. Who would you pick? Um. Well, right now, I only have really three major people. I got Holly Berry as the mom. I got Yara Shahidi as Fly Girl. And I got Zendaya as uh, Mercedes. And, again, when you're doing, you know, films where you want to make money, you have to put people in it who are going to bring an audience. And then everybody else, I got a lot of characters in it because we're dealing with the 1980s where everybody came outside. And so you have to have a budget for extras because it's real in the 1980s where you had a lot of people involved in everything that we were doing. So to make it look authentic 80s, you have to have a budget for all those extras. So a lot of people are like, oh, why you got to have major stars? We're talking about three people. This movie's going to have like 50 people in it. So with that being the case, that's 47 to 3. That's plenty of new people. But for main people, when you start talking about marketing a movie, you better have some people that folks know already that they can bank on. So Holly Berry, Yara Shahidi, and Zendaya would be the three. And then from there, you know, if if I can't cast them, then I'm going to look at some other people who can bring something to the table. But that's my wish list. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, 
ain't nothing wrong with it. You gotta, you gotta speak it. You gotta speak it, and it's gonna be. We are so proud of you and all the things that you're doing. You, you all always moving forward uh, in literature yeah. and in your career and your brand, and you're showing other authors how to do so. Uh, drop a few jewels yeah. on up and coming authors that, or even seasoned authors that are thinking about taking their books to the big screen. Well, you know, you have to have tenacity and faith in yourself, and you got to study what you're doing. You know, I've been a movie guy for a long time, and so it's just not brand new for me. You know what I mean? So now I'm about to show people how much I'm in the movies. In fact, the only reason I, I write books is because of film. And so I want to make sure that, you know, folks know that I'm on my P's and Q's on the films, and I'm going to do more, okay, uh, of what I need to do to make sure that, you know, things are on point. For the film, I, I got my vision on everything, and uh, yeah, we want to make sure that we can knock it down uh, and, and go from there. So, with all the people who want to be in it, you really got to study what you're doing. I'm always studying, uh, so I'm going to yeah, get better and better at it. And uh, yeah, you, you just got to know what you're doing. And so, hey, with me doing films right now, paying attention to uh, <clears throat> everything that's going on in films, and I've been doing that for years doing movie marathons when I go to the movies and what have you. And so it's a whole lot of studying that I've already done uh, that is going to prepare me for what I'm doing now. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Mm. Yeah, so I had to drop I had to drop off my guy, so now it's just us now. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We got you all to ourselves, huh? This is this is Tony yeah. Omar. I just want I just want to go back a little bit in the interview uh, where you are putting together this um, this this series. You've had a lot of readers over the years with you that are true to Fly Girl. How have you kept it authentic? You know, because sometimes you go to a movie after you've read a book and say, oh, it didn't even touch the book. It wasn't nowhere near the book. The book is better. How do you maintain the authenticity of Fly Girl? Because it's such an intricate part of our industry today. Well, again, uh, since I wrote it, I wrote it from real life stuff. And so the city is still real life. The characters are still based on real life. The dialogue mm-hmm. in Philadelphia is still based on real life. So when I wrote the screenplay, all I had to do was think about Philadelphia and stay authentic to the real story of the 1980s Philadelphia. It's not just about a girl and a boy. There's a lot of characters in Fly Girl that made it a complete story. And so I made sure to focus on all of those characters. And that's why I call it an epic a novel and an epic screenplay and an epic film because you don't want to shortchange people by trying to simplify it. It is not a simple right. story. It's very complicated, and you want to get mm-hmm. all those complicated parts in there, and that's exactly what I did with the screenplay. And so it's just me being a complicated writer and understanding what I need to fight for, and that fight is not over with yet because there's going to be some Hollywood people that want me to cut out this scene and that scene and this scene and that scene, and I'm going to say, okay, show me where you want to cut and how that makes sense. Explain it to me. And that's how a lot of times movies don't end up being what they should be because you end up with people who don't put Hollywood to that test to tell them to prove it. You know, you know so much, prove it. And so that's what I'm going to tell them to do, and we're going to make sure that, you know, we have that fight so I can get what I need to get out of it. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what kind of personality I have. So, you know, a lot of Hollywood guys say he's crazy, but when we do the movie correctly, they'll say he's he's crazy like a fox. You know, so that's what we're talking about. (laughs) Well, yep. we never call you crazy here on that chat because we know what you're all about. Like Lee said, you're one of the hardest working brothers in the industry. <laughs> right on. Thank you. 
You're very welcome. Now, if you ever need a couple of, you know, talk show hosts to um, round out that uh, that epic, you just let us know, and we'll be right there on Johnny on the spot, or should we say Janie on the spot? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, you know, uh, I wrote my book, uh, <laughs> A Do-Right Man, A Do-Right Man, when I wrote that, and it's all about the radio business, you know, so that's another project. I got so many projects that are good, you know what I mean? And that's about mm-hmm. a brother trying to do the right thing and how long it takes when you do the right thing because the bad thing kind of makes everybody excited. You know, the bad guys are the sexy guys. Women are always going for the bad. And so when you're a good man, it takes longer, you know. So that was a great uh-huh. story I wrote uh, in Washington, D.C., the cat being a radio man, uh, do right man. Uh-huh. So with you guys being in the radio industry, that would be a natural fit. But that, that movie might be down the line, maybe three, four more years. You know what I mean? I got to get a couple other ones out the way first. Uh, well, we'll bring an element of authenticity, you know, that, that's that's key to making it seem as yeah. real as it can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. a lot of people don't I understand wanna, that. Even, I wanna, this is Leisha. I want to take you back because you mentioned about people, uh, about books, people not reading books. Um, I just wanna, right. want you to talk about the evolution of the literary world for a minute. Um what are, what are your thoughts about the direction that it's going in? Is it expanding to different um, levels that people haven't tapped into yet? Well, we had a renaissance again in the 1990s, thanks to Terry McMillan uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, and so they kind of blew that book market open, and then we had the book clubs and the sisters really supporting Guys really didn't support it. It was all about the sisters, you know, because if guys had supported it, I would have sold double the numbers that I've sold now. It's only a lot of the sisters that supported the movement, but it was a beautiful movement. It was a beautiful time, and I'm so glad that while I was a part of it when it did happen, you know what I mean? So now we're looking at e-books, and we're looking at a different time where it's not like it used to be, we're not getting that same love, we're not getting that same energy, and now it's more about celebrities writing books because they can get more media attention when they do. So case in point, Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club, who's a hip-hop uh, journalist, if you will, he is able to become a New York Times best-selling author because he can get all the media support in the world, and everybody wants to hear what else he's going to say because they know him from being, you know, flamorous with his words and what have you. And so individuals like that, is that a book that's just getting attention because it's a book, or is a book getting attention because of the personality that's involved in it? And so that's where we are now where the personalities are selling more of the stuff than regular books are selling. And that's what we have to deal with and say, okay, how do we deal with this new thing that we're in now where we got personalities and not real great writers, you know, putting books together because it's all about the marketing and the media attention to sell the book. And so now you're not getting the the people that write pure books. Now it's about who wrote the book and how popular the style has changed now where a regular writer can't get the same attention as some reality show person or some athlete or some girl that, you know, getting in trouble for whatever reason, the Kardashian family, you know what I mean, people who become experts at marketing, that don't necessarily make them writers, but if they're experts at marketing, the people know that they can make their money. And so that's how the game has changed. It's all about money and not about the art anymore. 
But you know something, Omar? This is Tony. It, it, it's not just an overnight um, instance because I remember the first time that Charlemagne picked up a mic. You know, he has had years and sometimes many, many years in the industry to build up his his claim for today. So it doesn't happen right. overnight. He's he's had his he's he's had to pay it forward. He's done what he has to do to keep himself relevant. So it can happen. I mean, it it didn't just happen for him overnight. I just want people to realize, you know, because he started here in New York City on the Wendy Williams show when he first picked up a mic. So it's been many decades, many years to, for him to get to this point. So you have to put in a time in order to get out what you want from it. Well, that's fine. We're just talking about the author game. I'm just saying that now authors no, have I'm to saying, have. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying he didn't originally start out as an author, but he's built up his, his fan base. He's built yeah, up yeah, his, but, his but, brand. But that's, but that's the point I'm making. It's not. He's not an author. What I'm saying is that mm-hmm. people who have popularity now can sell mm-hmm. books where I wasn't a popular person. My book was popular. You see what I'm talking about? Right. So now it's about the person, not necessarily the book. They know he's popular. He has done a lot of work to build himself right. up. But this is what I'm telling mm-hmm. you. That's the people they want to publish books by now. They don't want to think about the story itself. You see what I'm talking right. about? It's all about mm-hmm. who's telling the story that we can market and promote. So I agree with right. you, but I'm just saying that that is the new thing that's happening with books now, where they want to make sure mm-hmm. you can get X amount of interviews to sell the book. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And how I many followers you have. If you think about, yeah, how many followers out, if you think about Kevin Hart. Exactly. Kevin Hart book. Followers are um, everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. going on is about followers. So I'm at a disadvantage right. with that because I'm a, I'm a sane person. I'm not a comedian. I'm not doing anything crazy out there. You know what I mean? There's no gossip on me. So now there's less people following you because you have less nonsense, and they love nonsense. Right. So it's almost like you have right. to create nonsense to create these numbers for the people to have faith that you can sell something now. And that's how the game has changed. Right. And unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, we so appreciate wow. you coming to kick it with us today in the chat room. I know that you got an, uh, an event shortly, and you're just oh, coming yeah. to stop by and just share uh, what you got going on with us. And so we so appreciate that. I want you to shout out um, your social media any events you're going to be at and when they and how they can get their hands on the screenplay and when we can see it on the big screen. Right. Well, I still use my name for everything. Omar Tyree is on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, uh, LinkedIn. I'm on YouTube. I'm on SoundCloud. So I'm on all the vehicles that the kids are on. But when you're an author, they don't tend to follow you. So I'm there in all the places. And the screenplay, the epic Fly Girl screenplay is available again on Amazon at ebook, on Barnes and Nobles in ebook, and on iBook that you can grab right from your iPhone. And you type in Omar Tyree Fly Girl screenplay, and this blue fancy looking cover is going to pop up with the two Tracy earrings, and everybody's buying it, loving it, and reviewing it. You know, five stars, mm-hmm. four and a half stars. I got to hunt down on people that gave me four stars or whatever and say, what is the problem? Why did you get And they're probably going to say, oh, I wanted you to do exactly what the book did. And I have to tell them, look here, it's not the book, it's the screenplay. So you got to intensify mm-hmm. the things that you have to do for two hours, three hours or whatever. Because I can't write a 400-page vehicle and think they're going to, you know, you can't do that. 
And so, yeah, some of the people that probably had some comments that wasn't five stars, they gave me four because I didn't stick straight to the book. But the screenplay is excellent. So I, I, I challenge people to go ahead and read and have a good time with it. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate yep. you, you know, always showing time Thank for you. us here on Let's Chat. Thank you. Yeah. And happy All free right. birthday well, from me, Alicia, and I. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Happy Big birthday. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We're going to do a whole fly party here. Everybody comes dressed fly. We're going to crown a fly king and queen of the night, and we're going to have photos everywhere. So you can go to my website, not my website, my uh, Instagram and Twitter page uh-huh. and Facebook page where we're going to post all these pictures that we take on Sunday. I'm going to have me two cigars. I got them already. Two cigars, extra fly in there with all the fly people. A lot of people don't know what the word fly means. It means to stand out, to look extra special, to look sharp. And you know what I mean? Not sexy with all a bunch of clothes that can't be clothes, but to look layered and detailed like you really put thought into your outfit. That's what fly was. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be the best dressed in there. Boy, they're going to take pictures of me all night long. That's what fly is. And these young people don't know how to do it now. So we got to reteach them what fly is for black people. I, I totally agree. You got to reincorporate it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, because these girls now to be sexy now. Everything is like tight fitting and, and you know what I mean? There's nothing on, you know, and so that's what they look. It's sexy, but that's not fly. You know what I mean? Fly is like, oh, girl, where'd you get that from? Oh, girl, where'd you get the pearl? Oh, girl, I love that. Oh, girl, I love how you hooked it. Oh, I love how you coordinate. I love, that's the fly. Girl, where'd you get them boots from? Oh, I love the anklets. It's a lot of details that go on the flyness. You're not just throwing stuff on. You're thinking about it. And that's how we were back in the 80s. That's how we were in the 70s. Mm-hmm. That's how we were in the 60s. These kids have lost it now, and they're only taking swimsuit pictures and sticking it out in the back and dancing on and shaking it out. And so, like, hey, man, <laughs> stop all that and put some cool stuff on it. So we want to get them back to that. And that's what Fly Girl, the book, was all about. So when we do the film, we're going to show them how we were in the 80s. And it wasn't about, you know, showing everything. It was about being detailed to the point where guys knew to talk to that girl. I got to have my game in order because she's already showing me that she spent an hour just to dress to come outside today. So I know my game got to be right. And that's where them girls had more respect in my era than what they have now, where they just ornament in the video. And in my era, the girl was the video. You know what I mean? They trying to get the girl in the video because she was fly. You know, so we got to teach these new girls how to be that now. The millennials, as they call them, Generation Y and Z. <laughs> there you have it. Break it down to yeah. us, Omar. Tell them how to do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, we appreciate you, Mr. Tyree. And you want you to enjoy yourself. And once you get the uh, screenplay up and going, we hope to be invited to the premiere. Yeah, we got it up and rolling. It's just a film now. So you can download the screenplay right now, and then the film is what we're going to be putting together. So now it's the execution of the actual film. But the screenplay you can all read right now, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or iBook, and everybody's loving it. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank Thank you for spending some precious time. You're very welcome. You got it. Yes, we appreciate you, Mr. Tavry. Have fun. Take care. All right, guys. Okay, good night. Bye. Oh, he broke it down, broke it down, Leash. Didn't he? He 
he took it all the way down. He put it out there. But I appreciate him always coming through. He always, always shows up. He always pulls mm-hmm. up. Uh, and he never, ever, ever um, tells me no. You know, when we ask him to come on the show, he uh, he's always there. And so we appreciate him for that. Y'all make sure y'all head over to Amazon, check out that screenplay, and then when it comes to the big screen, check out the movie. We appreciate y'all mm-hmm. coming to kick it with us here today in the chat room. We will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, if you're just tuning in and you missed if you're just tuning in and you missed any any interviews on today, no worries. Just head over to our archives at our here at blogtalk.com as well as on iTunes. And you can catch the full uh, interview if you've missed it. Um, as well, don't forget about our Mind, Body, and Soul segments, which are on Spreaker Radio now. Uh, you can also catch them on Spotify. We're excited doing some, a few different things here in the chat room. Absolutely. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Check out our archives, and not just tonight's show, but all of our shows. Because if you want to hear um, Omar talk about his books and things like that, He's been in the chat room a couple of times, at least. He's on there in our archives. Check him out. Absolutely. And we will see y'all tomorrow. And we out. Good night. Busting my tail on a nine to five. Just to keep up, try to stay alive. Promise my lady we gon' be. Right. She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till May 